0: Who do you look like?
1: I gotta say, I've
2: never thought of this. Il- Ilkai. Really?
0: I, I was oh. honestly gonna say Ilkai Gunwan.
2: You have to find someone with like eyebrows, basically.
0: Yeah. Um, and the
1: beard,
2: yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, someone did tell me, and I very much disagree because he's way more handsome than I am, but um, Andre Silva? Yeah, um, I can see where that. Where did he go? He was at Milan, he just got sold somewhere. Yeah. Yep.
0: You have a bit of a uh, PK undercurrent to you. Yeah. I, I, I just, it's like, maybe the. He's he-
2: got the Barca jersey on, so.
0: Yeah. Right, that exactly. That helps. Yeah. That helps. Yeah, see, I have no doppelganger. I exist in a unique plane where no one looks like me that's, at all.
3: That's not true. You look like Jimmy Bullard. Who's that? You know, former. Who did he play for? Watford? No. He played for uh, Jimmy Bullard. He was like a one club legend. I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah.
1: Just, uh, he, the guy with the curly, the curly blonde
3: hair.
0: He was like. Okay. Well, I can only assume it's a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of—if you shaved your head, you would look like Sean Deish, I think. Maybe. That's, thank you. That's the most beautiful thing anyone has ever said to me. Oh, I can just, see that.
3: Yeah.
2: You just
0: have—you just have a very Burnley aesthetic about you, I think.
2: I—I oh. <laughs> uh, I was watching uh, when I was like researching for this. Uh, We're the recording, thing. by the way. Oh, are we? Yeah. Uh, I didn't even know. Uh, I was watching a video of they—they they, like renamed a pub after him and like. Burnley City, I don't even know. Yeah, where is Burnley? It is. Is, right? is it a city or is it yeah. just a club? Okay. Yeah.
3: By the way, Jimmy Bullard played for
2: Hull. I just. Oh, read. okay. okay. Yeah, I, orange Yellow yes. Team. Yes. Go Tigers! Yep. That's my high
0: school mascot.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were singing. This was right after they qualified for the Europa League, and they're just—it was just like a group of very drunk Burnley fans singing, like we're we're going on a European tour. And I've never seen a group of more like English people in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I don't I don't want to, you know, diss them or anything, but yeah. when I imagine like You should though. <laughs> when I when I imagine like Brexit No, I it's imagine, the Brexit Club. It's the Brexit I imagine Club. the people that were outside. We the call Royal them Day. we call them the Brexit Club on okay. on this uh okay. on this podcast. That's <laughs>
0: that's a quality service original right there. Yep. Fucking Men and Blazers can't come up with that shit. <laughs> I, I speaking of looking like like I was just uh scrolling through like soccer videos the other night and i came across this like seven-year-old copa 90 video and the title is just literally samia Nasri is a lesbian and it's just two guys like talking about how he looks <laughs> like a lesbian it's like this is 2012 copa 90 with uh, some barstool sports uh yeah like that was, pass
3: that was like much commented on at the time though Wasn't it like Shamak Oh was it? And Shamak and Nazri sort of It is something I access? I definitely
0: heard that from Some English fans
2: I, before you know, yeah. By the
3: way I don't endorse any of that
2: No yeah. It's terrible I have to admit I do not remember this at all But also I think the less you remember From like pre-2014 internet The better Right Right Oh god Yeah I mean
0: that's why so many people scrub their tweets I mean it, like 2012 and 2013 Are like recent memories to me That's like right around the time it was early in my New York mm. tenure, you know, like I shortly after I moved here. And, you know, what, what was, I don't want to say permissible, but what was, you know, hardly met with any consternation, like this type of stuff that people posted online, yeah. It's, uh, no. I have it, to say, I shifted dramatically.
2: I think I'm lucky that because I for the better for here, the better to be clear because I've been here for so long and like I I got on Twitter pretty early from like it was like a class thing where the guy was like yeah just join Twitter and just tweet things like that was our assignment right uh, that was like 2008 so like I think I got that out of the way when I was in college where like you expect to be done right right and then by the time I graduated and was like trying to you know work as a writer uh, I realized very quickly like okay. There are a lot of people saying really horrible shit on the site. Right, Like, I'm right. going to just back off, make some jokes with my pals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, I actually I interviewed – I
0: did a uh, an episode months ago, and I talked to some members of this uh, supporters club for New York Red Bulls. And I talked to this, like, 40-odd-year-old woman um, who said, you know, like she remembers getting swept up in the club when they were still the Metro stars, like in the late 90s. And, like, her fondest memories was just, like, going on the message boards, you know, cloaked oh, in anonymity boards. and just, like, talking shit to, like, DC United supporters and stuff. And, and uh, I just remember she was lamenting, like, how the Internet has changed and how it was, like, you know, like, a message board like that now would have, like, so many bad connotations. But, like, then it was, like, it felt quaint. It was a yeah. quaint time in the internet you
2: know like i but. feel like i have to be glad that the message board era kind of went away and even, even if twitter is also its own particular brand of hell right because like i spent a lot of time on message boards like i want to say from 2005 to like two, basically until twitter so like 2008 2009 and like you don't really realize just the the concept of like let's talk about this one game or like this one sport yeah how that gets warped very quickly into like horrendous opinions about other stuff that doesn't matter like i used to be a member of really dating myself here of a halo 2 message board Oh, okay that also was like let's talk about music and like the amount of times where it was just like rampant misogyny about like pop music i still remember that this was 15 years ago and i still remember and like cringe at just like the type of people that did that and like
0: yeah, yeah. There was some guy. There was a guy who posted. Um, a, you must have been like a, a like a uh, an Xbox Live moderator or something. And I remember like he posted screenshots of some of the complaints he would get from users who he either banned oh or suspended. And like just to see <laughs> the level of vulgarity, it was something. Anyway, well, we shouldn't bury the lead any further. We, uh, <laughs> Aaron and I, we are we are uh, thrilled to be joined by uh, Luis Paz Pumar. Did there I get you that go. right? Yeah. He's a he's a Deadspin staff writer. Deadspin, of course, a geo Media property. Uh,
2: oh man, I need more alcohol. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: no, I I it's it's I'm, I'm stoked to have you here, man. We were talking about this earlier. Like it's uh, it's that surreal experience of like meeting someone with whom you've communicated online or whose work you've read. And in your case, it's bold for me. So uh, it is kind of like the it's the digital media equivalent of like, watching highlight reels for, like, a player who you, like, haven't really followed. This is yeah. what we all do in the summertime when oh, yeah, our clubs the, uh, are linked you know. to players. It's, like, for me, it's, like, Kieran, Kieran Tierney for Celtic just watching every, like, highlight I can find. Of course, it's, like, all his best stuff. So it's, like, yeah. oh, that's a nice run in the box against some fucking toads from the Scottish League. But uh, who, who have you been doing that? Who's a player who you maybe haven't followed that closely but who you've, uh, you've um, been watching a lot of on YouTube? I think i got that i think i said that
3: right yeah, i was <laughs> like i was like have you been watching his highlights reel? is that is that where this was going Kieran Tierney. <laughs> yeah, i no, no, i've watched I, a lot of no, him. No, i'm him. saying have you been watching Luis's highlights? Oh. oh i watched his, his my, my his highlights are
0: stories Twitter.com the stories yeah that's been dot kinja
2: honestly th- this summer i haven't been doing that much just because my two teams haven't really been they've been standing fat you're yeah. a liverpool fan so uh, yeah i'm a liverpool fan and a barcelona fan and like you know with barcelona it's like frankie de jong like we And, know and Antoine is. Griezmann, too. Right? Yeah, but, like, yeah. right, we know who he is. Right, known Um, I did watch some uh, Junior Firpo uh, highlights when they signed him, but, like, I also knew about him because he destroyed Barcelona last year, so it wasn't that surprising. I would say, though, I mean, I watched a lot of Pepe videos right before he signed for Arsenal, because even though I try to watch League One, like, right. eh, it's not the most fun league in the world to watch. He was one of those players who were like,
0: I definitely was aware of him in the French league. Anyway, he like finished second. I looked at like the the scoring leaders yeah. of French league last year, and um, had always you know I don't watch the French league for shit. I of course I don't. I'm not gonna lie about that. But like at the beginning of the transfer window, all indications were that he was going to like United. Yeah, you know, that was that was the player they were really. Well, in also line.
2: Liverpool so, was like linked to them forever, or for, to him rather. Um, can you imagine if they would have gone? Well, my thought on that at first was like okay, he's way too good to be, like, a bench player, but then I'm like, well, maybe Klopp actually wants to play the 4-2-3-1, in which yeah. case, like, you put Sala in the middle, and or even, you know, Salah on the right, Pepe on the left, and Mane in the middle. So it's I, a mouth-watering prospect. Yeah. yeah. Although, Pepe doesn't like playing on the left, and Sala right. doesn't like playing in no, the middle. No, he wants to cut in from the right. Yeah.
0: We talked about this last yeah. week. Yeah, uh, My co-host here thought that he was right-footed. No, he's not.
2: No.
3: He's
0: not he's Extremely not. Um...
3: Thank you for reinforcing my error. Yeah, well, maybe... <laughs>
2: really, maybe really calling him out here. Well, I
0: am calling him out, and uh, I,
3: I, I, ass- I... Like, I haven't spent fucking 12 hours of my, my <laughs> week watching Pepe
1: highlights, Deep. so, you know, I knew that he was,
3: like, a guy who cut in and used the other foot to, to score goals. Yeah. Thank you. Okay,
0: yeah. all right, okay. Well, we'll see if you redeem yourself this week, because I assign homework. Yep. This yep. is a... We're, we're, we're talking on Thursday night in Williamsburg the quality service outdoor studios the alfresco studios <laughs> and uh, it's the eve of the Premier League season first match tomorrow Liverpool
2: Norwich can't fucking wait I so we're excited. like what like 23 hours or so away from that yeah yeah, yeah. about uh, 20,
0: 22 yeah. hours and 45 minutes and there you go
2: I uh, right I will now. say I've been so even though this was a great summer for watching soccer like I've been so starved for it that I even watched the Community Shield which even though it has Liverpool I the neb- Community
0: Shield's always good That's I where the never
2: watch. watch like those like the Super Cups and stuff like I I can't bring myself to care about those like glorified friendlies but I was like you know what it's Sunday morning I have nothing to do I think it's a good watch yeah. I think it's a good and it, it, I was a it was a great game and that it was a great yeah.
0: match um, they both were going for it. You know, like the first fifteen minutes were a little sloppy, but uh, it was. We'll talk about it later. I, I was very impressed. They uh, they were both great. As I said, I assigned I assigned you both homework. You I did. hope you completed it. Uh, we're just gonna go right down the line yeah. for posterity, for our reputations. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make some for some one. bold predictions yep. across the board. Uh, maybe come May, we'll uh, you know we'll stick a pin in this. We'll circle back use a couple of... Hold ourselves accountable. <laughs> right exactly. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I guess I'll get things started. I asked everyone to pick their top six. Uh, last year, it was basically a two-tier race, and it was dramatic in both both halves of it. Uh, obviously, it was a two-horse race for the title, Liverpool and Man City, which is a title race for the ages. I don't want to talk about it. Louise is uh, still reeling from that. You you. You can you can mope a little bit, yeah. but I think you made up for it with no, the Champions And League, also, so. like,
2: I'm not actually sad about it. I yeah. mean, I, I've been called out on this being, like, oh, you're just saying this to, like, make yourself feel better. But, like, fuck, if you don't win with 97 points... It's, like, a, bummer. You have, it's a bummer. It's a bummer, but you have nothing to, like, be, sh- like, shamed about. Or no. About. It's just like, no. okay, you ran into the best team of all yeah. time. Yeah. Like, who cares? It was, like
0: of like the last 110 seasons or, or something like crazy like that like that would have been like more than enough to win the title and like you know it's just all it's all book. but two years <laughs> yeah yeah it's um so anyway i we asked i asked for top six so let's just go around uh and let's uh like read our predictions do you want to do a drum roll for you you can go last darren since you're the only one who doesn't have notes all right my top six this is should I should I should I go, should I go up uh, six through one? Start I with think you
2: should go one through six only because one and two are so. I
1: one mean, I'm assuming. Yeah, of course, they're of course, of course. Right, okay, so there's more we'll, drama in the box. We'll just
0: go around. We'll just go around. We'll say one through six, yeah. and then we'll we'll bring it to like a, a broader discussion yeah. afterwards. So one through six. Fuck it, I've been burned by the stove once. I'm going back again. I'm going to say Liverpool does it. I think it's their year. City two. I'm holding my nose, but I. I'll give I'll give third to Spurs, fourth Arsenal, fifth Man U, sixth Chelsea.
2: Okay, well, you want some bold predictions, so I'm gonna get mine out of the way. Not with one and two. I I actually think City's gonna win again. Um, Going with I'm your not heart, not your head. All right, your head my not your heart. Not excuse my heart, me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, also because then if Liverpool does win, I feel better. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah. So that is a
0: good strategy. As a Minnesota Vikings fan, I endorse. That. Oh, <laughs> yeah. My condolences. Just, yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, so I'll go City one, Liverpool two, Spurs three, Arsenal four, Chelsea five. Okay, and then bold prediction: Everton six.
0: Wow, oh, man, yeah. you out of the top six? Ooh, damn. Yeah. Aaron, what's yours? Yeah,
2: I'm. I'm going even
3: bolder, actually. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna say uh, City one, Liverpool two, uh, Arsenal three. Oh. Um, sort of more on the back half of the season once they've fired Emery. But, uh, uh, so, yeah, um, Spurs 4, uh, Leicester 5, oh. and Wolves 6. That yeah. oh, that no, idea. that is not fucking ridiculous, okay. man.
2: That's, like, totally, totally reasonable. Here's the thing. I don't think having two teams in the top six that aren't the top six is ridiculous. Yeah. I don't see it for Leicester this year. Yeah. I, uh, well, I so so okay,
3: I mean, do you can we proceed to the section of the well, podcast where we where we justify our decisions? No, so I think it really comes down to the quality of the managers. Like, I mean, so Man U is obviously Solskjaer is not the guy who's going to do it for Man U. He's going to get fired by fucking November. Uh he's gone. Forget about I think him. He'll he's it. He's fucked make it Okay, well whatever. Right. I I think you know, sometime in the winter he's gone. Um, Chelsea, you know, okay. You know, fat Frank is sort of, you know, he did well for Derby, but I don't think he's really tested as a manager. It's an emotional appointment. It's not, I don't think it's quite as bad as a Solskjaer appointment, but then he hasn't had as much time in, in management as Solskjaer. So, uh, we really, we really don't know. Like there's a feel good factor there, which is, you know, nice for everyone, but that that's not enough. They've obviously offloaded their best player. So I think I, I just can't see either of those teams doing particularly well this season in spite of the acquisitions that both of them have made. Um, whereas you look at um, Leicester. So Leicester have, yeah, you know, they got rid of their their sort of best defender and haven't really replaced him. They've got that young guy from Luton or whatever who's yeah. not really a like-for-like replacement. He's more a sort of a signing for the future kind of thing. Um, but... Most, most importantly, I think, you know, really smart bit of business, which they were going to do, but they actually succeeded in doing was securing Yuri Tillemans, which is like, you know, one of, one of the best signings of the summer um, and bringing in Aosie Perez, like, you know, having someone to partner Vardy up front is so, so important. Um, and then the fact that they've got Brendan Rodgers. I mean, as much as we like to make fun of him for having a fucking portrait of himself in his own home... Uh, I love Brendan Rodgers. Like, he's a very good manager. There's no... Like, he's he he did very well with Liverpool. They just come out of the doldrums of the fucking Kenny Dalglish and, uh, you know... What's his face? You know, Brendan... Uh, yeah, Hodgson. Roy Hodgson. <laughs> Brendan Hodgson. <laughs> I've created a horrible mashup up oh, yeah, with Brendan, do Brendan Rodgers and Roy Hodgson. So... You know he so he did very well with them and at Celtic obviously it's it's maybe not you know the most competitive league in the world but uh, you know he did very well there as well so I th- and he's got this kind of Leicester has this reputation now of kind of bringing up. Players, you know, making very canny signings, and they seem to be continuing that kind of in the way that Southampton used to for a bit. And now they seem to have fallen off the fallen off the fucking rails a bit. And so, so that's that's sort of why, because I think he's a much better manager. And the same for Nuno, right? I mean, you know, Wolves were very very good last season. What, what did they finish seventh or whatever? Uh, so, you know, and maybe they haven't been quite as active in the transfer market, but. Um, yeah, I just I just think there's there's a really good base there for for both of those teams and given the flux in the other two, fuck them.
0: Well, I I am definitely bullish on Leicester. I uh not to jump the gun on the the next category that I assigned, but I I definitely I have them to finish 7th. That that's my pick. I um fifth oh, seems a little Is that what you had them fifth? Yeah. Leicester fifth yeah. and then Wolves 6th. Uh, yeah. Wolf sixth. yeah. So you guys both have uh, United
2: outside yeah. the top six.
0: That's interesting. What's your re- you're you're not impressed with the
2: no. okay? Here's improvements the on the
1: defensive side.
2: I think their defense is gonna be really good, but I just I don't believe in that attacking trio like Rashford. Are Martial. there enough goals there? Yeah, I I don't but know. But also, I just I don't really believe in Rashford yet. I think he has you know the ability to be really good, but he's mm-hmm. what like twenty.
0: It's, so time for him to, it's time for him to, like, put in a 20-goal-a-season. I don't
3: think he has that I don't know if he has he, it in him he also, I mean, he also has the ability to turn into, like, Danny Welbeck. <laughs> right. You
2: know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah. I, I do think he's just more naturally talented and also coordinated than yes. Welbeck ever was. He's a little less gangly but, than But I think the idea is, right, like, United fans are kind of pinning all their hopes on him. Right. And I hate to say it, but they're going to miss Lukaku. Like, I know Lukaku has the first, like, a worse first touch than I do, but, like, I think they'll
0: end up deploying Martial as their number nine. I think he's probably their best goal scorer, honestly. He is. I, but then
2: who do you play out on the wings? Like, Rashford is not a good winger. Per, you don't think
0: so? I think no. he could play out wide. I think then you, you look toward next summer and they'll really go for Sancho. But I, I agree. I I think defensively, I do admire how they went about their business and getting Maguire. And we can talk about how much they paid for him. $80 million is fucking insane.
2: But it speaks to the market more I mean, than anything. He, you United know, United has so much money. Exactly. Like, they, they
0: don't care. They have bottomless coffers. Care. Yeah, I don't care either. I, that that's something I also I want to say. Like, I get a little perturbed with fans who are always like, I don't really, ultimately, don't really give a shit. Like, how much the club or the owner yeah. is spending. Like, I want that. That's like good. That's a good use of the financial resources, as far yeah. as I see it. Like, so eighty million. Yeah, he's definitely not worth that much more than Van Dyke. But like, that just speaks to the market. Not that, I think he's still a quality player. They got him at a good age. I think Juan Bissaka is going to be good. They among the, the top six last year. Uh, they they surrendered the most goals. They had yeah. a worse defense than than Arsenal. It was and, their worst
2: defensive season ever in the yeah, Premier League. Like fifty
0: three goals they yeah. conceded. It was terrible. Um, so you gotta give them you gotta give them props for actually like going out and precisely addressing it, saying you know we're going to get a who we think is a world class fullback and probably the best central defender available. You know maybe Koulibaly, I don't know, but I mean Koulibaly is... But not is he available, available anyway? Yeah. He's not available. Exactly. It's like, and, that's, and I think that's an important point. We talked about this last week on the podcast. Yeah. Like, that inflates the price take for a guy like Harry Maguire. The defensive market is just so much more barren. It's much easier to go mm-hmm. out and get a, like a top-class attacking player than it is to get a, a good like, center half who's, who's going to actually like, immediately elevate your, your side in the same way that Virgil does, yeah. the same way that hopefully Maguire will do for United. Not hopefully. Their you know, hopefully. Hopefully but, uh, from their perspective, hopefully. Hopefully from there. But yeah, I just don't see I don't I don't rate Oli. I think he's a pretty good bet to be the first first coach sacked. sacris I didn't I didn't ask you guys about that, but I, I think
2: I, Oli's gotta be. On I the think short he'll list. survive a little bit longer than maybe we think just because you know, United do have talent. And and I think they're able to put it together in short bursts. Like I mean, they did right when he took over. I think they'll actually surprise, like, be surprisingly good at the start of the season, um, because they don't have a lot of new players to integrate in attack. So they'll be able to just like go right, for it. Right. Right. My my biggest concern now for them, even more than the attack, is like their midfield. Oh, it's barren. I mean, yeah. Pogba. Pogba's I I'm awful. a I'm a Pogba believer. I I think he's still really good. But who do you put next to him? Like, Fred? <laughs> I mean, Fred has shown stuff, but he's not very good. No, that's, that's Carrera, the
0: thing. They like, struck out. They probably wanted a guy like Ericsson, uh, who's the uh, Bruno Fernandes. Yeah, like they, they they, that's their biggest weakness, and they didn't really address it at all. Yeah,
3: I mean, exactly. Like, you, you know, I, I think they're up front. They're very sort of thin in a way. Or sort of incohesive and then they just have no one to thread it all together in midfield like i mean mm. well, Pog, what what is pogba going to do i don't think Pogba's even really figured out exa- sort of exactly the type of player that he wants to be yeah. kind of a box-to-box midfielder but he's sort of what, think- what what is that now and he's not the kind of guy who's going to sit behind the strikers and sort of ping little balls through for them because that's just not the way that he plays so and Solskjaer is not the not the kind of person who seems like he's going to be able to help these players figure out exactly what they should be. He doesn't really seem to have much of a clue. So having sort of you know Maguire and wan Be yeah, they're they're both good signings, but I just I don't know. Like they seem I think they also struggle under the weight of expectation, you know, cuz it's United and there's all this sort of um you know expectation that they need to play a particular way and attack, 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 and all that kind of mythological horseshit. Um, so none of the other teams, that, well, the teams that I picked in fifth and sixth don't sort of have that. They, yeah. don't, they don't have that expectation. So they're, they're sort of liberated in a way, whereas this kind of, this culture of greatness around United, the cult of greatness, which is which is weighing them down.
2: Do you think Chelsea or United are going to finish, I guess, then seventh? Because I, I went back and forth on which was the team to, like, drop out. Yeah. And I, I think I settled on Chelsea mostly because they have no expectations this year. Like, they right. couldn't bring – I mean, they brought Pulisic in, but, like, they couldn't bring anyone else in. They have a yeah. new manager. Like, I think they're going to have a very fun young team, which I hate to say for Chelsea, but, like, their, right. their games are going to be fun. And no, they're going to be – it's going to be a beloved Chelsea team. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's not go that far. Well,
0: I mean, for the fans. I think yeah. their fans are – they're willing to be patient with Lampard in a way that they haven't been for really any manager in recent memory, and I think that like they're bringing some of their loanees back. Um, it's going to be like a young, plucky. It's, it's going to be a very on-Chelsea squad, yeah. you know, like it's it's very on-Chelsea like. And uh, I I'm higher on them than you guys are. I, I I did have United finishing fifth. I went back and forth. It wouldn't surprise me if Chelsea finished fifth. I just don't see Wolves and Leicester. I'd love to see it. It would be amazing, but like I just think Wolves—they have Europa League. They've made some signings. They got two players from AC Milan. You know they're showing some ambition, but I still think that I mean the weight of the Premier League alone is—it's uh, pretty heavy. And I think when you tack on like another major competition that they'll have to go for, they won't. I mean, unless if if they are serious about advancing in Europa League, they're gonna have to play their best players pretty much every week. They're not. Yeah. They can't rest them. I just think. Yeah, I don't. I don't see them improving on seventh. I think. I think seventh and eighth will be right where they're. You. You picked Arsenal to finish third. I wanted to. Yeah. I feel. I feel guilty for uh, for not doing that, but my, I. I went with my head, just as uh Luis did, in picking a City to win it. I. I just think, Pep said it on Sunday, you know. Whereas last year was a two-horse race, I think that there will be another team in the mix. Maybe not all the way to the finish line, but I think like, you could see through March through April like. Some team like being there on the fringes right beyond City and Liverpool. I just think Spurs. They're easily the safest bet to do that Yeah, um, of all the rest and Uh, Yeah, I I don't know like I think that um, You know Chelsea
3: gonna suffer because they've lost their uh, their most important player uh, to a direct rival David Luiz You know He's uh, how how do you cope without a guy like that in the middle of your defense it's just you
2: know Listen
3: he's such a defensive minded guy so yeah. right. <laughs> No we we No I mean it's 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 a it's a good signing for Arsenal it's yeah. it's a great signing for Arsenal million? I'll take it It's on. a great signing for Arsenal a- absolutely but i mean i think losing hazard it's also just kind of losing the stardust of, of yeah. a guy like him Yeah um Don't worry
2: Pulisic is going to score 20 goals yeah, 20 right assists. right right exactly
3: like yeah we're not I do think he's, he's gonna
2: be really good for Chelsea, though. I, I, I want to get that on the record. I think
3: he's gonna be good, like you know, Richarlison is good or something. Yeah. Like he's I he's mean, not listen, he's not he's not Hazard though. He's not like I, the, the third best player in the world.
2: Really want him to be Richarlison? <laughs>
0: like, yeah, yeah, true. Richarlison would be the best American player ever. I mean, so like I I see no problem with that. Uh, and then just like making our way to the top, I'm the only one who picked Liverpool. I had City penciled in, or I guess it, it was written in on my Google Doc, but uh. I I I'm just going with Liverpool. I think that City lost three matches before January last year. There was a time, a significant stretch last season when they like showed some real chinks in the armor. I thought. I I think that like the 98 points they got, it's an it's an amazing tally, especially coming on the heels of a season where which they got 100. It's just incredible. Um, they bested a team, a team that finished with 97 points, finished second. I mean, it's just. It's unreal. It's, these are cartoonish numbers. But I think like at, at a certain point, I think Pep was sort of getting at this, Like, there's bound to be a, some sort of reversion to the mean. And that reversion to the mean could still mean like 94, 95 points wins it, which is still an incredible tally. But I think that there will be enough dippage from both those teams to make it I, I don't think the chasm would be quite as wide uh, between first and second. I, I, I think that's the top six. Yeah, I, I think, think that's
2: a fair assumption. Both because I don't think City or Liverpool are going to play as well as they did last year. Like, right. They just weren't losing games for such long periods. I mean, Liverpool started what, uh, eighteen in a row without right.
0: losing. And you talk about their first loss, January fourth
2: against yeah. City. I mean, it and was, by let, let's by not inches. Forget by by millimeters. Millimeters.
0: Yeah. I mean, so you know, they were they were so close. The question is, can they sustain that? Can they can they rebound after 97 points wasn't good enough to win? I feel like other teams would probably suffer more of a hangover from the Champions League, which gave them redemption. You know, right. redeemed this historically great season, this historically great team. They deserved a major piece of silverware. I'm glad they got it. And I think that that'll just whet their appetite. I think they're going to be... I, they all they all say otherwise, but invariably there's going to be some prioritizing between the trophies. I think Liverpool are they're on a mission to win Premier League. They're gonna do it. I just I, I think this is it. I yeah. I, I just sorry. I just wanted to, yeah in, interrupt to say
3: that I just got a um, invitation to connect on LinkedIn from John Geraldo, who is a development escalation manager at Myers Infosys yeah that's no, uh, cool huh? All right, well, well, what I, the fuck I is that a job no, so, so okay so um, City uh, have a player who's like a new signing to use a Wengerism coming back in Kevin De Bruyne so the best player from two seasons ago is sort of coming back into the middle I mean they got like we talk about the the paucity of options for a team like Chelsea or um, Man United in midfield you look at City they've got like insane talent in midfield um, maybe maybe a little light up front now they've lost Sane with this acl thing and he's moved to buy and has fallen through as well so um that's has fucked that up. officially
2: fallen through though I, like I, I
3: think it's more that he's going to be out for the season yeah. so why would they why would they buy him now like they're going to well, have him on the books what and i what I have read reason. is he's
2: going to be out for like six months not the full year i mean so maybe you, they'll you revisit in january well, possibly yeah
3: right but i mean he's he's not going to be sort of this
2: attacking force for them yeah. for the first half of the season so which i think they're going to miss a lot yeah, but yeah,
3: possibly. But I just think that, um, you know, Liverpool haven't, apart from, you know, that one signing or whatever, haven't added to their squad. And so, and, you know, City have gone in for, you know, a Fernand- Fernandinho replacement in, in Rodri. So, you know, yeah, I, I just feel like City are even stronger and Liverpool is sort of in a holding pattern. So, City are going to win.
2: <laughs> my my yeah. thought on that, though, is, you know, Liverpool also is getting back. You know, I, I know as Arsenal fans, you probably have mixed feelings about him. But the Ox is back, and like like was, a new signing, the he Ox was incredible for them. Absolutely, at the he end was. of last or two seasons ago, I guess. And Gomez
0: too, and yeah, uh,
2: and Shakiri, You know, will hopefully feature a little more. Um, kind of give the front three rest because you could tell, like by the end of the year, Salah was dying out there. Like, he was exhausted. Yeah, yeah. But I do think you hit on something like. City's only weakness last year, only weakness, was when it, Fernandinho was either hurt or playing poorly. Like, you could overrun them. Man, if you wanted to pick a replacement for Fernandinho, there's no one better than Rodri right now. And so if he integrates with the team as well as I think he's going to, it's hard for me to pick Liverpool, even if they are as good as last year, because, yeah, City's a little better. The Sani injury, I think, complicates it a little more just because he had so many games where he would come in. And even if he didn't score like a game winner, you just have to, like, watch him the whole game because of his pace. And because, you know, even though I personally disagree, I thought the best thing City could have done is try some form of, like, four-two-three-one kind of with Sané, Sterling, and Silva mm. up front. Mm. Like, the fact that he was a super sub meant you could never be like, okay, we've held off City for 80 minutes. Like, they're tired because here comes Sané who's, like, one of the best what 10 attackers in the Premier League oh
0: easily yeah, like,
3: yeah I don't know like man you fucking look at that like you got the two silvers you've got De Bruyne you've got uh, Guero you've got
2: um, you know Mares, I don't
3: know Jesus you've got it's like it's insane yeah, this okay. is gonna
2: be the season for Mares to kind of Prove that he's as oh, yeah. good as we remember him being. Yeah, right. Exactly. Because he's
3: come off a great African company. Yeah. Guys, hey, so, yeah.
0: You know. I think he'll build off that. I think it does, it is the case sometimes with like a demanding manager like Gordiola. It, it takes the player like a season to really get acclimated. Yeah. The second season is when they really yeah. shine. Um, and maybe you'll see that with uh, Liverpool and uh, Naby Keita. I mean, I, I think that I he, mean, he, he like showed flashes. Around, yeah. He definitely was. So. They need, they need a little bit more dynamism from the midfield this no. year. Um, I think that that'll be. If they don't get that, then yeah, it, it's the safe money is City. I'm probably uh, probably going with the romantic choice yeah. with I Liverpool. Mean, I just don't want to see. I, but you know, to use a cross sports reference, we love them on this podcast. Three peats are hard. It is hard to win the third title in a row. Um, and as I said, I. They lost four times last season in the Premier League. Apart from, apart from the fact that Man United did it twice in the last twenty years, you know, yes, it's very. difficult. <laughs> twice in
3: the last I twenty years. Come on, that's like
2: <laughs> Sir Alex is not walking through that door again.
3: Yeah,
0: I, I think, it's, I think even with that record, that's still pretty. Yeah, that's still pretty rare, yeah. you know. I think um, I think
3: Arsenal had the moral three-peat from uh, two thousand one two to two thousand three four because they should have won in the season in between, right? Yeah. That was the Van Nistelrooy season when he. Yeah, Arsenal blew it with the fucking Rooney goal, right? Isn't yeah. that that season? I hey, think that was... It's I'm still scarred. I'm still scarred.
0: Well, I um, three peas, they're hard. Yeah. Uh that's that's my case. I um well, let's move on to the best of the rest. 7th place. I I pick Leicester. You have Leicester and and Wolves in the top 6. So that would and who did you who's your so top I have six Everton in 6th. You have Everton in
2: 6th. So that leaves Lee I United 7th and
0: United
2: then seven. yeah I I don't know I, I hate Everton but I like their summer a lot yeah. I, uh, even though they didn't get Zaha like I like Iwobi I mean Moise Kane man how Moise about Kane him Moise Kane is like that is a front three right there yeah. like Richarlison Moise Kane and um, <coughs> excuse me and Iwobi is like a very solid front three and then you've got you know Sigurdsson and the new guy who's name I forgot that's replacing uh, Idrissa Gay. You got mm-hmm. Andre Gomes. Like, Everton's got a team, and if they don't Everton it up, which is always a doubt, like, they're, in my opinion, while worse talent wise than United, a lot more tactically. They
0: team. know who they are. Yeah. They have, a, they have a, a, defi- a clearly defined identity. That's important. Yeah. You're not as high. You've always been dismissive of Everton. Who'd you pick to finish seventh, Aaron? Uh, Everton.
3: Oh, you did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's <dismissive. laughs> yeah. No, I think uh, I think Chelsea are going to be out of the out of the eight. Is that what we're talking about now? The eight. Um, yeah. So I think Man United are going to finish seventh. And um, sorry, out of the eight. So Everton seventh, uh, Man United eighth. Wow.
0: Yeah. And you had and Chelsea even lower. Yeah. Like nine. Yeah, I think so.
3: <laughs> it's, it's also just kind of the drift in the club generally like no abramovich not being allowed into the uk you know you, can, you can't go to the games it's like uh, yeah. i think i think it's a little crazy
0: ninth place for chelsea i i have lester well,
3: didn't, didn't they finish in ninth in some recent
0: season like they're, yeah, I mean, they're very much a, a kind of a yo-yo they're a player. volatile yeah. team yeah. yeah you're exactly so, right I mean,
3: it's, that's right. true like yeah It's, not, it's not totally yeah. Out yeah. it was basically basically a a choice between Everton and kind of Watford. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, hey, uh, Luis was the one who informed me. I, I was oblivious to this. That uh, Sar, the the talented young winger from uh, Wren, signed by Watford. I think that's a great signing. I'm yeah. glad he's in the Premier League. Um, Arsenal were were targeting him early in the window, but uh, no, I I have Leicester finishing seventh. I think I think Perez, as you said earlier, I think. So often, Lester have been stymied in recent years when Vardy can't get enough width. He can't find the spaces. I think a guy like Perez scored, like, 12, 13 goals last year. I think he's going to do bits. I think Brendan Rodgers, first full season. Uh, I think James Madison, his second season there. I think it's a really good team. I think fifth, as you have, I might be asking a little too much, but I I do think that they'll be one of those teams. They'll be the biggest nightmare for all the other teams in the the
2: top six, you know? Um, I feel like you guys definitely are higher on Leicester than I am. Yeah, what 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 don't you like? It's not even that I don't like anything. I just feel like they... You know, they're exactly who they are. They're going to give the top teams trouble, but I just don't think since they won the Premier League, like, I don't think they've found... And and maybe Brendan will change this, but, like, they found a way to be consistent against the lower sides. Mm -hmm. So I I do think, for example, you know, last year when Liverpool fans needed Leicester to, like, pull a draw off before that company goal, like, I think they're still that team. Like, they're that team that's going to be the potential spoiler for either Liverpool or City or, you know, for fourth or fifth, whatever. But I just, I don't see them being consistent against, like, the Southamptons of the world. Right, right. And also just I feel like every other team got better while they lost their best center back. And, like, as as we found out, I think, last year, like, having a good center back is underrated. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it, I mean, I, you know, I'm not the biggest Harry Maguire fan, but, like, he was a rock for them. Right. And I just, I don't know. I, I don't see Lester picking up the points you need to finish. Definitely not to finish fifth, I will admit. But, like, six or seventh. I don't know. I I have them in ninth. Wow. Um, that would be a disappointment. I that ninth is it be though? Because that means obviously
3: I haven't spent a lot of time watching uh, James Justin's work for uh, Luton, or is it Justin James? Justin James. Yeah. I <laughs> James Justin
0: Justin James.
2: I I honestly don't think ninth would be a disappointment because that means obviously the top six in some order. Oh, they want Europe.
0: The they want they want European football. For sure, sure,
2: but like you still have like they're fighting basically with everton and wolves to be that like yes you know spunky underdog that maybe breaks into the top six and i just feel like of those three teams you know wolves got better and are better in like i think and everton got way better but yeah. they're still everton so who knows Leicester, like i have them closer to watford in 10th than i have them to interesting wolves in eight interesting
0: well, I think that those I I would peg those three as the favorites for that seventh spot. Um, I might add West Ham, uh, but Watford is interesting. That I I I'm way higher on on this SAR guy than most people. I really. I am too. I saw him play one time against Arsenal, and he just granted it's not that hard to tor- torch Nacho Monreal these days, but uh, he looked good. He was. This, this, this was when we lost
3: three nil, right? This, yes. Right. Yeah, it it 3-1. So three yeah. one, whatever it was. Yeah. No. I, I look. I agree he's an exciting prospect but um, (laughs) I think that (laughs) I think that (laughs) I think I think you're right to to point to West Ham who've been very active and ambitious in the market but I I don't know like I think managers are really important and Pellegrini to me is he's always looked kind of a bit like a like a haunted man but you know he's always had that sort of hollowed out kind of sepulchral quality to him but you know I I just don't know that he really gives a shit that that much anymore, you yeah. know. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, sort of close to any of the people who know him, so it's difficult to know. But um, they have made some very good signings, and we can talk about them later because I have one of them pinned as my uh, signing of the summer. Anyway, uh,
2: I think yeah, I well, know exactly yeah, who that yeah. is, we'll and I have him later. On my yeah, list yeah,
3: because
0: we gotta, we gotta move yeah. on. We're gonna keep this this preview rolling. The relegation battle. This is my. This is the second most interesting question on the. On the prompt, I would say. I, uh, I really vacillated over this. I'm going to go in order 18 through 20. 18th, I've got Newcastle. Sorry. 19th, I've got Brighton. 20th, Sheffield United.
2: Oh, okay. I was with you on the first two, so I'm going to go in reverse order because those are. So I have Newcastle in last.
1: Whoa!
2: Yeah. But, Spicy! You know, I, I'm a big believer in Rafa Benitez's magic Yeah, and that sure. it's gone. And also, you know, shout out to my fellow Venezuelan, Rondon, getting the fuck out of there. Uh, Followed him to China, yeah. In 19th I had Brighton. Yeah. I think, you know, Brighton only stayed up last year because of the futility of everyone else that did get relegated. Yeah. yeah. 18th, probably the hardest position on the table for me to pick, but not with Sheffield. Norwich. I am between Norwich and Villa. Yeah. And uh, I am... Uh, I'm gonna go Norwich. Yeah.
0: Go Norwich, 18th. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's hear yours, Timsey. Uh,
3: yeah, I'm I'm going the same as you actually. In i uh, probably the same order. I can't remember what your order was, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, like new. Yeah, that sounds about right. Newcastle, Brighton, and then Sheffield.
2: Yeah. yeah,
3: that that seems about right. But you know, I can I can see the case for Norwich as well.
2: Yeah, I think my my thing with Sheffield, and, and when I look at promoted teams that might yo-yo back down. Who has the best defense? Yeah. And Sheffield's defense was significantly better than the other two. Right. Like, I think they gave up – wait, I have notes. Uh, Check this. They gave up 16 less goals than Norwich and 20 less goals than Villa. Right, right. And – That is a good sign. You're right. Whereas whereas Norwich scored, what, like 93 goals? But I just think Norwich isn't going to be able to find those goals against Premier League defenses while Sheffield – should be able to at least hang on. Like, I'm not saying is going to finish, you know, 10th, but I think their style also is going to flummox a lot of people. So, yeah. you know, the the whole three at the back, but our center backs get forward and attack, and, like, our defensive mids drop back, like, that's bizarre. Like, yeah. you don't see that a lot. And, and I feel like they're going to get some points, especially early in the season, that you wouldn't expect them to just as teams try to figure them out. I will say I think Sheffield is going to be – close to the relegation zone the whole time and I wouldn't be shocked if they finished 18th but I, I'm i higher on them than the other two I think Villa's fine I mean they, they spent a lot yeah and they they could get relegated they could finish like 14th I, I'm not very excited about Villa in either yeah, direction yeah. but I think Norwich and David Sheffield Cameron's favorite club
0: Prince William's favorite club yeah so
2: maybe they should go down Yeah. Fuck um, but no I think Sheffield and Norwich are going to be a really interesting like two team case of like what things translate well from the championship and I just I personally believe a better defense will keep you in the Premier League longer it's a
0: great point I think I think you're exactly right I think like that instinct is right the team with the the rocks that's rock solid in the back is probably that's going to translate better um, after they're promoted than a team that played you know free-flowing football scored 92-93 goals but I also think and maybe I read too deeply into this shit I might admittedly but I think, like, just the energy. I'm going to go all Marianne Williamson here. The, the energy, like, surrounding clubs is important. I think that, like, Norwich, they win, they, they won the championship, like, going away last year. And they won it, like, with style. And I think that, I've been reading enough about them, it sounds like that was kind of the culmination of, like, this three-, four-, five-year project they've, like, built from within. Yeah, they've got, like, they've got players, like, the fans are, like, feeling really good. I I think they're better I don't think that was a fluke. I think like they it could be similar to, to what we saw with Wolves. Now granted Wolves they were promoted and they spent a shit ton of money right off the bat. That helped them immensely. But they also won the championship going away. And I yeah. that they proved like, hey, that's not a fluke. Like we're actually a legit squad. Um to be fair, Wolves' defense that year in the championship was a lot better. Definitely, definitely. Them. And I, I totally take that point. Um with Villa, I think you know, this is probably another, like, qualitative point, but I just think, like, they, they have at least the imprimatur of being a big club. I think that does count for something. I think that's going to, like, get them points when they play at home, especially against, like, the big yeah. clubs who, you know, the other relegation contenders will drop points to. I think, like, that's I, – I just trust them. I, they spend a lot of money. They're showing ambition. Their fans are going to be up for it. I think, I think
2: Villa stays up.
0: Sheffield, I just don't quite – it should be fucking Leeds in that
2: spot, right? I, I wish it were Leeds, you know? I, I, I mean, if I had to pick, I would have taken Villa out for you, Leeds. Sure, maybe,
0: yeah. But I... But just bringing it back to the energy, though. So, Newcastle. Um, this is the most money they've spent in one summer under Mike Ashley by miles. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is insane. Dropping $40 million on what? It's a low bar, but still... Um, it clearly, it seems to me, a response to the protests. Um, you know, we'll see. The, the The only way they can, like, really demonstrate how, how deep and, and meaningful the protests are is with their feet and their actions. So we'll see how many people actually show up to the match on Sunday when they host uh, Arsenal. But I just—I think there's just so much toxicity surrounding that club. I think the way they let Rafa walk— um, I mean, it was they, they started a campaign. If Rafa goes, we go. He, he connected with the, the, the supporters, these forlorn fans, been, like, desperate for anything to believe in, anyone to believe in, for a long time. And they finally had it in Rafa. You think about how they started the season last year. They had, like, I, I mean, I think it took them, like, a month and a half to win a fucking game. Yeah. Like, they got off to a terrible start. I think that was down to managing to get them back on track. I don't think they have that in Steve Bruce. They lost their top two scorers. You mentioned Rondon. We mentioned Perez going to Leicester. I think this Joe Linton signing has bust written all over it, dude. $40 million for a guy who scored 11 goals in, like, 30-odd matches for Hoffenheim last year. Sorry. I don't don't see that working out. I just think it's a team that's demonstrably worse. Their squad is demonstrably worse than it was at the end of last season. They have a decidedly worse manager. And their fans are, I mean, the pressure on these new signings is immense, way more than it ought to be, you know. But if they go, if Joe Lynn goes the first three months and scores like one goal, the negative energy, I mean, his, his confidence is just yeah. going to be ruptured irrevocably. I think they're going down. It has all the makings of a relegation team. This
2: is why I had them in 20th, everything yeah. you just yeah. said. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, yeah. So so Joe
3: Linton, Alain Saint-Maximin, um yeah but, but there's there's also the one thing that sort of gives me pause or makes me kind of question whether my prediction is correct um, you know not that I like to question myself too much but uh, I will on I will on this is is just the synergy you talk about kind of the dark psychic forces or whatever Marianne Williamson <laughs> you know expression you use like the the synergy Steve Bruce as much as he's kind of a relegation specialist and a very sort of stodgy old school english manager um He's kind of like the management equivalent of Mike Ashley. Like when you think Mike Ashley is sort of, you know, you remember when he had that, uh, when he went to court, when he was sued by that guy who said he had a drunken bet with Mike Ashley about the share price of his company going up to eight pounds a share or whatever it was. And he, and he went and gave this testimony. He was under cross-examination. He was like, I'm a power drinker. I like to get drunk. I binge drink. Uh, the 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 beers when I made this supposed bet were coming like bullets. All this kind of shit. He's like he's like a classic chav, right? And that's basically what Steve Bruce is as well. So there might be some weird kind of synergy between the two in the way that there clearly wasn't between Mike Ashley and Rafa Benitez because they, they kind of understand each other. So it it could be that you know thing where they sort of confound expectations and things just work out for them. I can't see it happening, but it's a it's a hypothesis worth, worth throwing out there. Um, and, I mean, on on Norwich, you know, I think there's also kind of this, you know, Norwich is a classic sort of yo-yo club. I mean, they're, they're always getting promoted and then getting relegated the next season or, like, two seasons later. And, you know, it's still owned kind of by Delia Smith, you know, the, the, the famous TV cook. Um, and I think... You know, there's a people like to talk about Mike Ashley as a terrible owner, but Delia Smith is sort of the the TV cook equivalent of Mike Ashley. I mean, she's like her, probably her most famous intervention as Norwich owner was when she was pissed on the pitch at half time and and sort of got the microphone and <laughs> shouted at the crowd. You know, where are you? Where are you? Let's be having you. It's sort of famous famous clip that you you should all look up on YouTube. But um, so yeah, I think I think they've got they've got this sort of bad culture as well yes. um but it's not quite doesn't seem quite as toxic as, as newcastle which is why um
0: i put newcastle to go down not norwich yeah i yeah i think there's just too much bad bad voodoo at newcastle it's too bad because i i think they ended the season on a high i think the fans were feeling yeah. good i think they would have if they would have brought rafa back yeah. made the signings that he wanted that was another interesting thing uh surrounding this joe linton signing uh, which is that apparently Rafa was adamantly against it. He didn't rate the player at all. Uh, a good manager so they, against a bad body. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't bode well. Um, and then, yeah, I think we're all in agreement on Brighton. I just you know. think yeah, they they stayed up by the skin of their teeth last year. They, they were, like, notching some nil-nil and even, like, 1-1 results that were they were punching way above their weight i i don't see it uh, i will happening say this year.
2: i'm thankful for brighton for giving me hope for what was it like 11 minutes against city on the final day that is they, right then they got I that was like, goal yeah. yeah oh no that was fun that <laughs> Very, was fun like that was the highlight of my season those 11 oh, minutes oh we were here and everyone just lost their shit yeah that was like that was the highlight for I, sure i, I was going to come here and i couldn't i was like i i need to be at home yeah, watching yeah. both games and when Brighton scored, I, like, ran to the other side of the apartment, woke up my roommate, was like, oh, my God, Liverpool's going to the league. And, like, by the time he was able to, like, get out of bed roll out of bed to the living room, it was already over. <laughs> All right.
0: Best new signing. I'll start. It it had to be just one. You know, there was only one. Nicholas Pepe. Get the fuck out of here. I wasn't going to say anyone else. I didn't think about saying Maguire because I think, you know, inflated – Price tag, notwithstanding, I, I do think he's going to be good. I think they've, they've struck out in their attempts to, to find a, a stalwart at the center half for a long time. I think they finally found one. Might not be enough to get him top four, but I do think he's going to be good. I think their def- they, had, they had the worst defense in the top six last year, as I said. I think McGuire will be good. But, no. Fucking Pepe, man. Th- this is a player. I just want to say this to reiterate a point I've been making for the last two weeks. To those who think that this was not, this was a, a frivolous signing, didn't address a need. That's all bullshit. Um, Arsenal's attack, they scored a lot of goals last year. They have two top-class strikers. That's all true. But that does belie what's ailed their attack, and it's the lack of width. They haven't had a good winger since Alexis, really. They've had to deploy Alex Iwobi in that position. I think he's more comfortable playing as a central midfielder, midfiel- as we talked about. Yeah. like. They finally have a guy who's a clinical finisher. Um, he can beat defenders one on one. He's gonna he's gonna get so many assists. Uh, he's gonna score so many goals. I think he's gonna combine between assists and goals for at least twenty. I think he's gonna be good. Yep. Uh, I, I'm, I I'm, I'm all in on him. I, I, and look, I say this to bring it full circle. I talked about how you know there are players who we we get uh, accustomed to or we familiarize ourselves with just via YouTube. I wasn't watching the French League at all last season, but um, there's enough trusted authorities here saying he's legit. I think, no. you know, we can talk all we want about the French League. It is definitely inferior, but, you know, scoring 22 goals there, that is not nothing. 11 assists as well. And he's going to play. This is easily the best team he's ever played on. So, um there's definitely there's definitely a romance
3: about kind of returning to an all French forward line as well. I mean, I'm not even sure he's, if it's a if it's a he's return. Iborian. Well, so I mean, he's he, he's uh, a Francophile. He, he, I, he's no, no. He's born like he's, he's born he's yeah. born in France. He grew up in France. He's, he's French. He obviously he plays for the Ivory Coast at national level in the same way that or Ob- plays for Gabon. But he was also born in France, raised in France. Like, I mean, they're all French, right? Um, so, kind of. Going back to that French uh, culture in Arsenal, even though there's now um, a Basque. Is Emery Basque or, or Catalonian? Um,
1: Is he Basque?
3: Yeah, I think, I think he might be Basque. Anyway, whatever. We'll look this up um, um. Up. You know, there's there's something there's something kind of nice about that. I mean, maybe that's just nostalgia. It's just looking at, uh, you know, the past with sepia-tinted glasses. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's good. It's good. I like the fact they've gone back to the French League to sort of, he to, is to get Basque, these guys. The right, way. right. He's he's right. right? Um yeah. Who's yours? Who's yours? Yeah, Who's so um for, so for me I was going to say Yuri Tillemans because I think he's you know, he's a you know, he's really really good for Leicester and he's a new signing because they actually signed him as opposed he to having him on loan. Okay, he was on loan, right? So but they signed him. So that kind of counts. So I was going to say him, but because you know, of the yeah, the deficiencies in my selection that you've uh, pointed to, um I'm going to say the striker that uh, West Ham got, uh, Sébastien Allaire. So everyone got very, very excited about Luka Jovic, uh, you know, last season uh, for Eintracht Frankfurt. But the guy that he had complimenting him up front was Sebastian Allaire, who's kind of like a, a better version of Giroud. He's like a, a much better finisher. Uh, he's got all the flicks and the tricks. He does sort of the same thing. He holds the ball up and kind of brings people into play. Um, with the kind of nice little touches and whatnot, but uh, he seems to be a lot more clinical. And he scored almost as many goals as Lukyovic. So he's kind of like the the Bebeto to his to his Romario, you know, he's he's sort of like the uh the, the Lechkov to his Stoichkov. So um there's something I, I think he's he's a very, very good signing and it's weird that he's gone to a team like West Ham. I can't sort of not that West Ham is a bad team, but, it, you know, for, for Jovic to be kind of this golden child who's coveted by every top club in Europe, and then Alejo to kind of be the, the forgotten man, in a sense, and to go to West Ham is, is just seems like um, a little bit Steel. of a bit of a dislocation. Yeah, so it's a really, really good signing, I think. Um, that said, he could turn out to be like uh, uh, an odovic and uh, be fucking absolutely shit at tracking back and doing anything uh, defensively. So uh, I guess we'll find out.
2: And then engineers have moved to China. Right, yeah. exactly, I will say, when you mentioned West Ham earlier, not the signing I thought you were going for. And so, you know, I I think the big three signings in the Premier League are all going to be really good, like Rodri, Pepe, and and Dumbelay for Spurs. But my pick is Pablo Fernalds to West Ham. Okay. Uh, And this might be just because I watch a lot of the Spanish League, but, like, how a 23-year-old midfielder who can pass the ball anywhere, dribble past anyone – went to West Ham for, what, like $28 million? I I was shocked when I read that. I was like, this guy should be playing at, like, a Barcelona or a Real Madrid. Like, right. I think he's that good. And then, yeah, West Ham got him randomly. So I he's my pick, um, mostly for value and also just, like, he's 23. He could still get even better. West Ham
0: have, have some players who are way too good for them. Yeah. Felipe I mean, Anderson. Felipe Anderson yeah, yeah, I mean. It,
2: I could see. This is all
0: a case for why – West Ham should finish like in fifth or sixth or seventh. I, I don't. I, none I of do, us did that.
2: I do think you were right though, uh, Aaron, about the uh, manager being what's going to hold him back. Um, but on you the don't rate Pellegrini. I, I mean, he's fine, but I, I think he was right. Like, does he care yeah, enough he's to kind like? Of like at the end of his career? Yeah. Like, I'd love for them to get like one of the you know thirty-seven-year-old managers that he's are. You sit Malbec every night. He's he's, like a, he's you know, like a poor man's Ancelotti. Yeah.
1: Like that's that's how I think.
2: But, yeah, anyway, like, Fornells, I think he's going to be the fulcrum of that attack. Yeah. I think he can play either, you know, right behind How, – How, is that Haleir? Whatever. however yeah. However you say it. Yeah. <laughs> um, or he can play further back and, like, ping those through balls over to Felipe Anderson. Like, I felt like last year West Ham had a little bit of struggles getting the ball to their front three. And I, I think I rate Arnautovic a little bit higher – than maybe you did, like... Oh, I definitely do, too. I think he's, he was, not that he was really good while also being a complete shithole.
3: Yeah, he was very good on his day. Yeah. It's just that his day came along once in every 10 days. That, that, that was the problem. And he did absolutely nothing defensively. So, And for a team like West Ham, which doesn't have these kind of luxuries in attack and or in defense, like, I think you do have to rely on your attacking players to do a lot of defensive work. You, you can't just carry a player in the way that... Arsenal carry Ozil, for instance. And even then, you know, obviously it doesn't really work. Yeah, it doesn't work with... Right, right. right. Let's not go there. Let's not go
0: there. Um, All right. Golden boot. This will be an interesting one. Yeah. A lot of contenders. uh, Last year... Uh, was it the first three-way tie in history? It might have been. I think in the Premier League. In the Premier League yeah, era it was. So you had Aubameyang, uh, Salah, and Sané all uh time. Or Mane, excuse me, Sané. Uh, Mane. My
2: brain always calls him Sané because it's S-Mane. Because I said Salah,
0: yeah. Sané, uh, uh, my dumb brain uh, just gets fooled by those phonetics. Uh, but, you no, know, Mane, they all tied for with 22, I think. Pretty low yeah. tally for a golden boot. Twenty-two goals. I, I think there will be more this year, uh, but there, are, those three should be in the mix. Certainly, Aubameyang will be. Um, Kane, if he's fully fit, you know you, you got to consider him. Aguero is just like he's like. like the,
3: what, on the basis of one half season, what?
0: Who? Oh, oh, you say Kane? I thought you meant Keen. Keen, Kane. Like no, oh, no, 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 no. Harry Kane. it again? He gets 12 goals. That's a yeah. that's a decent you, debut. How are we yeah. actually supposed to say his last name? Kane or I think Kane? it's Kane. It's yeah. like Kane. It is close yeah. to like Harry Kane. Right. Yeah, I believe. Right. Um I watched some some videos and uh, <laughs> You've consulted the I'm about 90% confident. Yeah, yeah. But uh no, I think I think all those guys are are there. I'm going to I think I picked them to finish third. I think they're going to have a really good season. I think that's a stacked midfield. They're going to be pinging him lots of balls. If he stays fully fit, I think it's going to be Harry Kane. I think. I think he's. I know. <laughs> I, I. feel gross saying it. I feel gross saying it, but I think. I hope the mic picked that up. I mean,
3: he's a fucking busted flush. Fuck him. Oh, no. He's a mouth. He's freezer. over. He's done. Exactly. He has his mouth open the whole time. Wow.
0: He's. He's, like, he's looked sharp. I, I think. I think he. I'm um, fucking really happy. And honestly, yeah. if, if he, I hate to say it. If, if he let me just say, if he wins Golden Boot and Tottenham are like reasonably considered title contenders, then you know you could see him winning Player of the Year. But I, I'm gonna pick him.
2: Boo.
0: I'm gonna pick him Golden Boot winner for now. Who Who do you got, Aaron? Uh, so yeah, I'm just going with my heart. Uh,
3: Lacazette.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Because yeah, yeah. no, like he's I.
2: Absolutely, you will like. I mean, you he's, think he's going to score more than Aubameyang? Yes,
3: though? I do. I think he's Arsenal's best striker. He's definitely the the striker that Arsenal fans like the most. Well, that's fair. He's um, but I think he's very, very talented, and I'm not sure that we've really unlocked his talent yet. He's also two years younger than Aubameyang. He's coming into his peak, you know, which is uh, constitutionally mandated as uh, 28 to 30 for strikers, right? So. Um, yeah, I think I think he's going to have a really good season. I don't think that um, it's weird because I'm saying this while I think that Emery is going to be sacked by Christmas. So <laughs> I'm not sure how these two predictions no, sort of play into incoherent. each other. I know, I know, it's totally incoherent. I, I like it, but you can still like, yeah. So I just think he's he's going to have a he's he's been steadily building as well. You know, um, he's he's I, he's very good. I like just I just, I think with him with having sort of Pepe on the right. Yeah. Bamiyang on the left, he's gonna he's gonna just it's gonna be a lot of tap ins from fucking deflections and shit and spilled balls from the keepers and whatnot. It's like because he's gonna be there to clean up when all these chances sort of I, I do, are there to be cleaned I
0: do, up. Listen, I I agree. I think Lacazette he was easily their best player last season. I think he is their most complete attacking player. I don't think he's a Golden Boot winner though. I don't think he's a guy. I think his his peak, like a peak Lacazette season, is like. Seventeen to eighteen goals with like eight or nine assists. I think he plays more like that. I think Aubameyang, he's he's a twenty-five to thirty goal scorer. uh, I I think
2: takes penalties for Arsenal, or who's going to take penalties? Well, so they. I mean that's that's a source
0: of angst because Aubameyang took it, you know, at the death last year at Wembley against Tottenham, Mm. chance to win it, tied one-one, and he just had one of the tamest attempts you'll ever see. It's It's usually a bomb. It's usually a bombing, but Lacazette has the the next week. Lacazette won the penalty, and he he gave it to Aubameyang, and that was that was seen as like you know this gesture of goodwill, like get back on step. But yeah, I think Aubameyang is your first choice. They
2: should have like Socrates. They should have Pepe do it. He had ten penalty goals in League One last year. Like he's he's very good at them. I, I know they won't give it to a guy that just joined the club, but, like...
0: Not to get off track, but that is definitely... I feel like thats a that's been an unsettled, like, position for Arsenal for years. Like, there was a time... Like, for the last six, seven years, they, there hasn't been, like, an automatic first choice yeah. penalty taker. I can remember Ozil taking one against Bayern in Champions League, like, in 2014 or something. And it was like, oh, this is going to go poorly. Mm-hmm. And it totally did. It went about as awful as you'd expect. Uh, but no, I think you, you got to give it to Abamying. You know, um, he's got to start banging him home instead of these, like tame bullshit. But anyway, Luis, <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. best new signing could be within the wait, Premier no, wait, League. We, we did it. Oh, Golden,
2: Golden Boot, Golden Boot,
0: Boot. Boot, Golden Boot. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm Come jumping on, ahead.
2: Um, so, my heart again. I'm gonna go with my head here again, not my heart. So I wanted to say Salah. I I think he could have scored a lot more goals last year. Yeah. I'm gonna go with another bold choice. I'm going to go with Raul Jimenez from Wolves. Woo! We had like 15 last season. Yeah. Um, and I think Wolves are better. Yeah. No, not a and, bad shout. And I, I think their attack is still going to go through him in the box. I'm going to say he gets it with like 23. I
0: like it. Yeah. I like it. I wish we, I wish we had the odds. On hand to see that that would be a sexy bet. Yeah. like well, is that would be a Here, if a you, good if bet you too. guys
2: wanna well So I this bye
0: is a point. I actually wanted to make make uh, With regard to the the golden Buddha odds because last season. I'll never forget. I'm gonna kick myself for this until I die I remember looking at the golden odds and seeing Mane. I want to say he was at like plus 5,000 or plus it was insane yeah. and I remember being like oh man there's a there's so many goals in that Liverpool team like he's it's not that outlandish to think like he somehow squeaks in and like w- wins a golden boot. Sure enough, he did. And so like it's, well, finding I mean, finding bets like that are good. I, Lacazette would be he's he's a
3: similar kind of choice to Mane, a right? It's like, like sort of re- not not, not quite not quite a settled front three. Obviously, there's yeah. a new person coming in, but I mean it's like someone who's been there for a while and who's obviously who a very good player. Hasn't
2: hit his peak quite yet. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So I couldn't find the money line ones, but I found just like you know four to one or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So Harry Kane's the favorite of four to one. Yeah. Salah eleven to two, yeah. and Aguero six to one. Uh, La Cazette's twenty-five to one. Let's see this. Raúl Jiménez fifty to one. I don't Let's bet, but I feel like that's money? a decent I, bet. Yeah. I don't have money.
0: You he's have gain. Money. He's gainfully employed. Yeah, so yeah. Exactly. Throw, throw down, down a hundo. That, that does throw not mean I have money.
3: We'll split, it, we'll split it three ways. It'll be your money. We'll split it three ways. I, that, that seems like fair that. to me. I Sounds like it. Sounds
0: good. Uh, Raul Jimenez, I did think about him as like a dark horse. Um, it, it would take a big leap, but it would, it, you know, maybe it'll be another year where the winner is in the low 20s. Um, yeah.
2: I, I do think that's going to be the case. Yeah. I think a lot of teams got better on defense this yeah. year. Um, and also, a lot of teams got more um, like widely distributed attacks. Yeah. Like, take Arsenal. Like, you're adding a player that scored 22 goals last year. That doesn't mean you're gonna score 22 more. No, no, no. He's no. gonna take some goals from. Sure. Above. That's actually why it didn't go. I would have gone with Abamanyang over Lukas if I picked. North oh South no player. question. But he was my
0: second choice. I wanted to
2: go with him. I
0: because he's looking. You know, far away for me to read too deeply into preseason, but he looks really sharp. Um, I think I think having a guy like Tierney behind him, I think Tierney could get a lot of assists. You look at how many assists that the fullbacks got for Liverpool last year. Yeah. I think you get my a fully fit
2: Bellerin, and Tierney behind yeah, those two. That's true. Bellerin and Pepe are going to ruin some poor oh, yeah. defenders this year, and I'm excited to see that. Yeah.
3: And the, see, it's good. I mean, so who are we going to play on the left at the back?
2: Uh, Tierney. Nacho? Tierney. No, hang on. Um, On the right. Oh, we bet Bellerin. Be- Bellerin, Bellerin and Tierney, but, yeah, right? I would say yeah, Niles and yeah okay, right. Back. Yeah. When, do, um, do you guys know when Bellerin's supposed to be very, back?
1: He's got to be back like, over the first couple <sighs> months, I would say. Yeah. But,
3: like, I don't know. I, I was just going to say, I think the days of, like, 30-plus um, goal seasons for strikers, I think I think they're over. I mean,
2: Salah and Kane did it two yeah. years ago. Yeah. I, just, I, I don't know. I think it's possible. I just think Premier League teams are kind of realizing you need more than one guy yeah. scoring. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if you look at all the top teams, I mean, I think Son is going to score a lot more goals for Spurs than he did last year, and that's yeah. going to take away from Kane a bit. And then you know Liverpool obviously right. their three City has their three yeah which is why I think Aguero getting such good odds is ridiculous like it's I I actually think Sterling's gonna finish with more goals than Aguero this year yeah
3: day. I'm so have you still got that uh, the odds up on yeah. what about Son because he's he was incredible last Son season is yeah. at he's also fifty a, to
2: one he's 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 and a so fantastic Pepe, player which that seems wrong like he's I think Son should have better
1: odds yeah. Than Pepe.
3: He's better He's better than Kane. He's a much more interesting player than Kane.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: But I think those are two different statements, I mean,
1: though.
3: Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, I'm not saying he can score. I'm not saying he's going to score as many goals as Kane. I just think he scores more interesting goals from yeah. oh, you know, more sure. interesting positions. He does sort of more interesting shit on the field.
0: All right. Well, actually, you know, there there have been there have been low goal scoring tallies for Golden Boot winners. I think it was yeah. two thousand nine when Nicholas and Melko trying, won it with I'm nineteen. To
3: some man. <laughs>
0: I think it's actually gone up, if anything, in the last the goal scoring. Believe up. any of yeah. the shit I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> but I do agree it's it's more evenly distributed uh, among the teams, so that can bring down the tallies. Yeah. Anyway, we're closing the final prompt. This is a. It's like a. Uh, a uh, a class, a high school class. I'm the lecturer here, and we've made it to the final point, the final homework assignment. Player of the year. This is a really bullshit one. I I struggle over this. It's all contingent upon like who you think is gonna win. Yeah, exactly. Top two usually, unless there's like a player in the you know third fourth for third yeah. fourth plus team who's just like outstanding and right. it's just too good to ignore. Basically, like more solid l- more likely than right. not. Exactly, more likely than not. We're going to see it probably come from City or Liverpool. Do you know the last time a team produced at least three consecutive Player of the Year winners? Who the team was? It was 2009, 2010. Rooney. He won it. He was the third straight Man U player to win it. Before him, it was Giggs. He was actually the fourth because Ronaldo won it two years in a row. Anyway. I say that all that because Liverpool, they produced the last two winners. Van Dijk last year, solid the year before. I think it's going to happen again. I picked them to win the league. I told you that I've been kicking myself about not throwing down money on the, the Mane bet. Mane, man. Sadio Mane, player of the year. I think he has – it's hard to say it would be like a breakthrough season because he, he was on the PFA team of the year last yeah. year, uh, had a share of the golden boot. But I think that this will be – I just would expect him to have like a complete year. He had 22 goals. I'd see. I could expect his assist tallies to go up a little bit. I think he's just going to be the like the undisputed main man, the guy who drives him this year. I really, I really like Mane.
2: I'm I'm going to jump ahead of you. Yeah, 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 go, yeah. Go, go, go. Because I'm also <laughs> taking Mane. Mane. Whoa! I love it! I, uh, I argued Damn. with myself again, head or, head versus heart, and went heart on this one. My my other choice was Sterling.
1: Sure.
2: Yeah. Um, which, yeah, boring, but whatever. Uh, but, no, I think you're right. I think Mane put it together last year in front of goal. He, he does need to up his assists. I think he had one yeah. last year. But having, you know, a deep run in the AFCON, I think, will kind of... I think it will galvanize him.
0: Yeah. I think, I think he's looking at it. I think he looks at Sterling's season. This is me being a, a fucking boring couch, ass. Couch uh, Yeah, an armchair psychologist. But, I no, I think... But I think these players do measure themselves against the competition, their their contemporaries, and I think that I hope, you know, just as a relative neutral, I hope he's looking at Sterling's season last year and being like, no, I should be there, I should be on that PFA shortlist, I am good enough. Mm. He is. Um, I like it. Third straight Liverpool player to win the award. I think they're going to win the league. I think, I think it's his time. I think it's Mane's time. So I mean, I like I like the way you your thinking
3: is going, but. Uh, I just question the idea that he's going to be the main man. Like, I mean, Salah is still the guy who... They're still kind of the team that wants to get the ball to Salah, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And he is quite selfish. Like, he's not the, the most giving player in the world.
2: He had like eight
3: assists. Okay, I mean, apart from that, that like, I'm saying Salah when he loves getting that, he loves cutting He's in, getting that solid. ball onto his left foot, and kind of having a ping from fucking distance. I don't think Mane does it quite as much, but I just don't think there's the, I don't know. I just, I just can't see them developing a culture right, where Sadio Mane becomes like their main man. Who's bet? Uh, he,
0: was, by my, the, he was arguably their. I mean, he he was on the the PFA team of the no, year
3: last, last year. year. I I, I, he, I, know. I just I just think it's difficult to um have two sort of leaders of the attack kind of thing um so I'm going with Kevin De Bruyne yeah very very boring choice but I mean I I think that City are going to win and he's going to basically resume where he left off two seasons ago and he was the dominant player I mean I know that he didn't win player of the year or whatever but it was basically between him and Salah so um yeah yeah, I just I just think he's the he's the key for them. Yeah. You know, Bernardo Silva was very good last season. Uh, they've got a ton of other really good players, but, you know, De Bruyne is the accelerator for them. He's, he's like, the perfect player for Guardiola's style, so I just think that, you know, they're going to cream it again. And uh, <laughs> they're going to cream <laughs> it, and he's going to sort of – he's just going to piss it in as player of the year.
0: I hope someone aggregates this episode, which they won't, but if they do, if it says Tim's – City gonna cream it again. I love it. De Bruyne. De Bruyne seems like the just surveying all the the assorted Premier League previews. Like he seems like the consensus choice. If there is any close to a consensus, the odds again. Yeah, get get the odds on this because I I think that he has to be one of the two or three favorites. I I will say I think it's Sterling De Bruyne. And probably Salah, and you know. i like say something else
3: without, without any, uh, having done any research.
0: I think it's difficult for wide players to be player of the year. I mean, Sterling could well have won it last year. Okay, I know, like, like, you will say, oh, Salah won it two Mar- years Mar- ago. Mar- is.
1: Yeah. Um, they, I think, I think this, is <laughs> a,
3: this is a
0: maxim that you put <laughs> no those, thought into. Two
3: I two <laughs> examples from the last five seasons, I think it's <laughs> difficult for wide players to be player of the year. You know, I think it's... it's
0: either strikers or midfielders? Yeah, or I yeah. think so.
2: Yeah. Okay, well, I can't find the odds. So it's all right. It's yeah. all right. I think I think these are all.
0: I'm I'm glad. I, I feel uh, I feel somewhat vindicated that yeah. a, a bona fide expert like Louise is backing me on the Mane choice. I just I I love Mane. I think he's. I've loved him since he was at Southampton. I remember when yeah. Liverpool got him. That's I was like fuck.
2: I I will. He went say, for like yeah. thirty
0: or forty million. Yeah,
2: he was. I think like thirty five. Yeah, and he um, like
0: Awobi just went for forty million today. I mean, that what was is pre Neymar, though. Yeah. I, th- like th- Neymar
2: accelerated. That's my awful.
0: point. It just underscores how out of whack the market is. Like, that's. You know, like, I mean,
2: 35 million then was probably closer to like 50 million now. I yeah. guess you'd have to and say. And even, like, I mean, 50 million for Mane now, but if he was as good as he was at Southampton, it would still be pretty low. We The fact is,
0: we don't know shit. Like, it's not at all hard to find. Arsenal fan TV clips Of like guys Regulars On that channel Who were like Singing Mustafi's praises Only like three years ago And like I remember being Genuinely excited By that signing I mean They got him for like 35 million He was very
2: good at Valencia He
0: seemed like He was highly rated Oh you know Whenever they refer to it Oh he's a Germany international You know Like we got a proper Center back And it felt The fact is We don't know We don't know Until they like Step out in between Those lines And I just can't wait which, for it to fucking happen.
3: Which which players I don't know if you want to finish the episode yet but um so which players do you think are sort of most likely to suffer from that acclimatization sort of syndrome. You know what mm. I mean? Right? Like the Mustafes of the world. Could it be LaCelso, for instance, who is sort of like a very elegant, light on his feet kind of player, but maybe doesn't work so well in the Premier League? I don't
0: know. Like Celso, that's an interesting one, yeah. I um, I mean, it's, it's it's not hard to predict that one of those players is coming to the Premier League. Might be Pepe. I, we don't know. Uh, I think
2: Lo Celso is going to be fine, mostly because I think Pochettino is going to know how to deploy him, which is... In kind of, like, a dual role where he's playing uh, centrally on defense and then drifts out wide to the yeah. right on offense. I don't I don't think he'll be flop worthy, I guess. I'm worried about Ndombele more than anyone. Yeah. Um, I think if he plays up to his potential, he could be the best signing in the Premier League. But his style, like, he's not a pure defensive midfielder, which is kind of what Spurs need him to be. Yeah. Like, he's going to be playing next to like, and, more like...
3: like, a, more like a Dembele kind of... Yeah, yeah,
2: and, like, obviously that worked really well for right. Spurs, but that's right. not an easy adjustment to sure. make. Yeah, So I'm worried about him, even though I think he's really good. While, you know, what I was saying earlier, like, Rodri, I think, is going to step in and be perfect. It's
0: interesting because I wanted to bring up Rodri. Uh, the stream that I was watching, and it was a totally legitimate stream, obviously, but I was watching the Community Shield on Sunday... The commentators, uh, the color guy anyway, he seemed very. He was dubious of Rodri the way he transitioned to the Premier League. In fact, he was kind of comparing him to Jorginho. Last year, he wondered I, if I don't think be. that's a fair comparison. I will say, I mean, it's a friendly, it's a glorified friendly, but like, he definitely was playing conservatively. It looked like he was going for every easy pass and
2: didn't.
0: It might take him time to get acclimated. It's just, it's weird going into a. A well-oiled machine like City. I yeah. can only imagine how just, difficult it would be to my, like really distinguish yourself and fit My in. feeling
2: on Rodri is he's going to start a little slow, but that'll be fine because like Fernandinho's, you know. He's still there. Yeah. He's still fresh. got the anchor. Yeah. And then once, you know, the fact that Helps are near like 34, once that starts catching up like he did last year, I mean, he started breaking down towards the Christmas break. And I know we have the longer break now, but like I think the second half of the season, Rodri is going to be City's most important player.
0: And that might be the difference between them yeah. winning and finishing yeah. second.
2: Yeah. If, he, if he acclimates, they'll probably win. If he doesn't, you know, you'll never walk I alone. I can't wait for it to be a
3: few months into the season when Cancelo is revealed to be shit, and we can all say Cancelo is canceled.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: you're fucking canceled. Out but of
2: also, I think City fans are going to be very uh, disappointed when they realize Cancelo is one of the worst defensive fullbacks in the world. Yeah. So that'll be exciting for me. Well,
0: they'll they'll get over it when it's more than they have more than enough to win it all. Um, guys, this has been fun. Uh, Luis, thank you so much for coming on. Thank
2: Pan-shake. you for having uh, me, dude. I can't wait.
0: We're less than yeah, now we're 22 hours away, probably.
2: 21 and a half hours.
0: So what do you by eat? by
2: this time tomorrow, the game will be over and I'll be so.
0: You reckon Norwich is gonna gonna get a result?
2: Uh, I'm gonna go three one Liverpool. Three one Liverpool with a goal from. Mane Firmino and let's give Wijnaldum a goal
0: there we go I love it alright this guy
2: he, he puts his, his name on the line you gotta yeah. admire it you love to see it listen Desmond commenters already yell at me every day let's have some podcast <laughs> listeners <laughs> yell at me yeah, yeah, yeah. my dozens of viewers